What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Weekly D Show, where the D stands for Deep Dives with Dalton. I'm your host, Dalton Leno, and I am coming at you with another episode here this week. We have another interview episode. You guys don't have to listen to me blab on about some random thought again this week, so I'm sure you were relieved to hear that. Um, But before I dive into my exciting guest today, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, If you aren't subscribed to the podcast yet, I don't know what you're doing. Subscribe whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen, um, you won't miss out on any episode if you subscribe to the podcast. Secondly, follow me on Instagram, dlano.93. And then lastly, if you want to be part of my newsletter, you can sign up for the newsletter in the link in my bio on Instagram or in the show notes below. That way you don't miss out on any of the fun stuff that's going on with me in this podcast. But enough of all that. I'm going to jump into my guest today. Um, She is a friend of mine. She's someone who I had the opportunity to coach back at the best gym ever in London, Ontario, Movement Strength. I'm super excited to welcome Caitlin Belletti to the show. Caitlin, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. The first thing I mentioned was the amazing pineapple picture you have (laughs) on the back. No one's going to see this in the audio form, but the amazing, amazing pineapple picture you have in your house <laughs> yep yeah um it was a christmas present and it's probably my favorite piece of art i have <laughs> yeah pineapple's a good fruit you know yeah um why don't you well first off you know what maybe i'll give a little context to our relationship um for the sure. listeners and then i'll kind of have you do a little intro but i um i first met caitlin I'm, i don't even know timeline anymore but probably like two years ago maybe at uh, movement strength where i was a coach there um, and she joined the gym and was a frequent early morning 6 a.m class participant not at first Ooh, not at first okay not well i first. i knew her yeah. as a 6 a.m caitlin <laughs> yeah. because that's all i coached <laughs> But that's where I first met her. And um, she's had an awesome health journey, we'll call it, since joining Movement Strength. And I wanted to kind of bring her on to chat a little bit about that, because obviously that's something that I'm super passionate about, um, being in the health field and kind of going on my own health journey over the years. So that's how me and Caitlin met. And now I will let her introduce herself a little bit, give some background on her, and then we'll dive into all the fun stuff. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, so we met at the gym and I, I guess I'll circle back to the, the, the not a morning person at first, but, um, I actually wasn't even into sports as a little kid. Um, my parents tried to get me to, um, like into something. Um, I did like t-ball and soccer, um, I'm famously quoted for telling my dad that I liked soccer, but I didn't like the running part as a a seven-year-old. I did start horseback riding at, I think, around the age of seven, um, and that did stick, um, probably much to my parents' pocketbook's chagrin, but um, uh, yeah, like, and I would ski. Um, and so like we were active like in other ways, skating, um, stuff like that, just never kind of organized stuff. And then it all kind of changed in high school. And I don't really know what exactly the trigger was. Um, I had grown up watching football 
And I just became more interested in football in high school. And then one day I came home and announced to the fam that I was going to join the rugby team. And my dad was like, you have to run playing rugby. <laughs> and I was like, that's fine. It's fine. I'll figure it out. And then fell in love with the sport of rugby. Um, started wrestling in high school as a way to stay in shape for rugby. Fell in love with the sport of wrestling and wish I had started that sooner. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then um, went to university, played varsity at Lor rugby at Laurier. Um, I used all, I guess all through high school too, I rode uh, competitively um, at the Trillium circuit and the A circuit. Um, and uh, yeah, and then um, 2000, I kind of grew as I grew up, I, I'm really hard on my body. Um, uh, lots of concussions along the line. Um, and in 2011, I had, was my last season of rugby, which ended with a concussion. And then a week or a month later, I hit my head again while working um, at the physio clinic I worked at. I was working with the patient, walking backwards, walked into the squat rack and mm. like probably the worst concussion I've ever had in my life. Um, and it was the lowest impact as well. So it's just funny how like those things kind of happen. Um, but anyways, so doctors advised um, six months later, I've got post-concussion syndrome and still having symptoms and whatnot. Doctors at Fowler um, recommended to not play rugby or contact sports ever again. Um, advised I stop riding. That one didn't fly well neither did being told I couldn't play rugby but um I said if, it, if I had to choose I could retire from the pitch and always wear a helmet when I ride <laughs> That's fair. um yeah. and maybe not ride babies as much anymore um but anyway so I kind of then found that I got deeper and deeper into a rut of inactivity after I stopped playing rugby um, and then I knew like I wanted to get back into the gym, but like just always struggled with actually doing it. Um, I had a good life as a lot of my money for not a lot of my time. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. And then, um, one day I, came home from a, a trip that I'd been on with a friend and I was looking back at pictures and I was like, Ooh, like didn't really like the pictures I saw of myself, the image of myself. Um, and then it was, uh, I feel like I'm jumping ahead here, but anyways, um, kind of, a. a wake up call, I, I guess I would say. And um, this friend I went on a trip with later and she doesn't even remember this, but later had said it, made a comment about like, oh, you know, you just gotta like pick something and like, just go for it. And like, just, just start, like pick a program and just start. And then I found Movement Strength Online and uh, joined their like free 
six week challenge and then ended up not doing the free version, but <laughs> got hooked and here I am two years later. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good context. Cause I have, I have some questions around that before we dive into like the movement strength stuff and, and how yeah. that all played out. But, um, you know, during your time playing rugby and then even riding, how did you, like, did you, did you strength train during those times where you're exercising? Like, how did you view health at that point in your life? Um, I, I just kind of, no, I, I was never into strength training, like in high school, um, was introduced to it a little bit in university. Um, but like going through for riding, I, I never trained like from a strength stand, strength and conditioning standpoint for it. Um, I always made sure my horse had his strength and conditioning stuff, but like, I never did it for myself. Um, rugby, I kind of, again, I guess I've touched on this, but I, um, we had like a little bit of off season training kind of just as a team, but it wasn't like heavy duty, like in the gym kind of strength stuff. It was more like of um, pretty cardio based and, and whatever. Um, but like I said, that is why I joined the wrestling team uh, in grade 12 um, to kind of use that as my preseason prep. Um, and, uh, and then that's kind of what I ended up doing like grade 12. And then my, I went back for like a victory lap year. Um, and then yeah, like I said, in, in varsity, uh, our team had obviously a bit more structure and, and yeah, there was some training, but I honestly only ever did it when I was like told I had to do it. Um, and like a little bit, yeah, I would say I only kind of like dabbled in, in, in strength training in, in university. And it was all like, I never, I either followed the program that was given to me by my coach or one of my teammates would be like, yo, like, let's go hit a workout. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing? And I just like follow along with like whatever they were doing. Um, but it still like, wasn't a habit for me. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so I, I just kind of sadly coasted on. Yeah. And I feel like that's, not, I, I don't feel like that's uncommon. Um, yeah. and you know, I think essentially your way of staying active was obviously playing, playing your sports. Um, yeah. cause rugby, I'm sure you guys are practicing a lot, playing games, you know, you're, you're, you're constantly, you know, get moving in that sense. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I'd be interested to hear like, after you, you finish rugby, like, you know, you retire and you move on to the next phase. Like, did you find that kind of transition tough because you go from, mm -hmm. You, you know rugby being the one mode of like staying physically active to then not having that and obviously that sucks because one you're not playing your sport anymore and then yes. two you lose that physical activity component um yeah. I think a lot of people struggle in that zone of like finding that new thing to replace that yep yep absolutely and it took it was something I struggled with for eight years I guess um and like literally I just kind of had this sense of like I didn't have that sense of like belonging anywhere um and because even like the big thing about rugby is it's not just the game it's the community and like the family 
of the team. Um, our my club was uh, it was and it still is. It's a very social club. The guys and girls teams like um, it's like one big rugby family. Um, so like yeah, it was a huge adjustment to go through that. Um, I found like I would just still go out to the club and watch and like socialize but it just wasn't the same um and I think like that is where a lot of my like uh like mental struggles kind of started um just I didn't really know where like I said I don't didn't really know where I belonged didn't have that sense of belonging almost anywhere um, I wasn't riding competitively anymore at that point either um, because I had been away from the barn for university coming back. I still like, there was like, obviously everyone's super nice, but like there was a lot of people there that I didn't know anymore and they didn't know me. And so I almost lost that feeling at the barn as well, um, which was really difficult. Um, and yeah, just, I don't like, I just, I, yeah, had this lost feeling. Um, like I said, I had had that good life membership. I would try to like go kind of do some workouts. Um, I kind of kept cycling through, like would either make up my own program kind of, or like, again, kind of similar to what I did in university where I just kind of like pick a friend and do what they were doing or, or whatever like that. But I never had anything super structured or anything that I was able to stick to. Um, I'm not one to go. I think it's because I've always trained with like a group of people. I've never been one to go just to the gym by myself and like hit a training session. Um, to this day, I still struggle with that, but uh, I'm much happier to, um, yeah, to like work out with a group of people and then just like it's almost like drawing off their energy while while you're doing that so um I was finally able to find that that movement but yeah it was a quite a process to get there yeah and I think that's something that a lot of people struggle whether it be like you know transitioning like you had or or even people who have never really experienced that um through sport or or through like fitness and are trying to find something um, like that, that feeling of not belonging or being, you know, almost worried or scared about, you know, even going into a gym because it's like mm -hmm. a whole new thing. And like, there's a lot of judgment like around those things. I think while well, we create sure. these, these judgments in our head. So I think yeah. it's a, it's something that a lot of, a lot of people struggle with, but I think, you know, once you kind of, you know, make that commitment, whether it be like you were saying, your friend saying, Hey, you need to stick to something or you kind of looking back on, you know, some pictures or whatever it was that like, didn't really, you weren't really satisfied with them. Sometimes like that little thing that gives you that push. Um, and then something like movement strength, I'd be curious to hear, like, you know, what was your expectations heading into that, um, you know, challenge. And then obviously we can talk about the outcomes of, of going through that because you've had a lot of success, but I'd be here. I'd be curious to hear like what your expectations were heading into that. Um, to be honest, I wasn't sure. <laughs> like I said, it was something I'd seen like a sponsored ad or whatever on Facebook. And I had been kind of the thought of had been percolating in my mind of like, okay, you really need to like get your shit in gear and like, start doing something um 
I had been um, diagnosed with high blood pressure at the age of 32, <laughs> uh, which didn't sit well with me. Um, and I think that was a little bit of a wake up call. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, and so, yeah. And then just talking with T and when like that comment she made just really resonated with me and then saw this ad and so I reached out, chatted with Luke and, uh, in my mind it was going to be, yep, I'll do this six weeks and I'll just, you know, get some tools to like figure or to get me back in the groove. And then I can, you know, carry on by myself at like good life or something. And yeah, that clearly was not the case, but, um, got suckered. No, not suckered at all. Um, just fell in love with the like community there, um, and the support. And it reminded me of like that feeling of being back with like my team. Um, you know, the, the small classes was a really big draw for me. Um, and, uh, the fact that there was like a coach there for each class, um, you know, where if you didn't or were less familiar with a movement or like needed some sort of modifications due to injury or ability or whatever, like that they were there to like help you through that. Um, I actually really, I have this memory of you teaching me how to clean with mm -hmm. like the PVC pipe and me just like, riding the struggle bus. <laughs> <to do it. laughs> That's funny. But anyway, um, yeah. So initially it was the, I just wanted to pick a program like my friend had suggested to, to start. And then, um, I just like loved it there. Um, I remember the initial consultation with Luke, um, there was like a small group of us and he's like, going through like, okay, so like, this is how the six week program works, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like this is the, gave us tour of the gym or whatever. And then he's like, okay, so, you know, you guys all came in for this, this free program. This is how the free program works. And he's like, alternatively, if you want, um, you can do the in gym. So the free program was like an at home version. And he's like, alternatively, you could do this in gym version pay x amount of dollars and and whatever but uh then you like get the support of you know the community and and whatever and so afterwards um the other two people in my group were like yeah I want to do the free one so he like set them up and then I just like looked at him and I was like yeah I'd love to do the free one but I already know that that won't work for me like absolutely not like I've I've tried that I've done that it doesn't work I was like but I think that the in gym version would be really helpful. And I think it would be really good for me. And that was the beginning of that. <laughs> yeah. And but, now it's uh, like two years later and you're still obviously yeah, July, and... July is two years. Yeah. Crazy. Um, what changed maybe in that first six weeks that really allowed you to want to like continue to push forward? Like, was it a mixture of seeing some results um, and like how you were feeling? Was it the environment? Was the combination of all that? Like, was there something that kind of pushed you to be like, oh, okay, this is actually what I need more than, than six weeks of time. 
Yeah. Um, I think it's all of the above really. Um, I looked at my numbers and yeah, I had really good results just even in that six weeks. Um, and, uh, I was just really enjoying it. Um, and it had been a long time since I had enjoyed being in the gym and, and whatnot. So I think for me, like, I think it was the, like the small classes. And then because you tend to just go to the same classes ish, you like meet people and then you kind of form like these friendships and then you like use that to push each other to like keep going even if the workout kind of sucks that day or, or whatever it's like a grinder of some sort and well we're, we're all going to struggle through it together like I know like I'm going to keep going because Rosemary's still going or and she's going because Kels is still going and stuff like that so um that just spoke to me like that kind of atmosphere and yeah seeing the results was great um and I was feeling better my energy was better and I just was enjoying it so I was like all right like I'll sign up for the next eight weeks the next eight weeks went by and I was like all right sign me up for a year (laughs) and then just kind of kept building from there yeah. No, that's awesome. What do you think some of your biggest barriers were maybe throughout, maybe throughout the whole process? Like now you've been going at this thing close to two years now. And like, I, I always describe like the journey never really ends, you know, like you're, yeah. conti- you're always constantly having ups and downs and, you know, setting new goals and whatever it may be. Like, what were some barriers that maybe you've came across throughout the process and then how, how you overcame some of those? Um, I think so I was, I kind of surprised myself. So from the very first, um, like intro to the six weeks, um, it was like suggested that, you know, we cut out alcohol for that first six weeks. And I was like, you want me to cut out alcohol? (laughs) But then I was just like, no, I like, I kind of decided like, you know, I've committed to this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to cut out alcohol. All right. I don't know how this is going to go, but let's see what happens. And I did it. Um, including like there was a week I went away with the family and we were up at a property that we rented in PEI and they were all like, you're, not drinking at the cottage and I was like nope not gonna do it it's like I told them I was I was gonna stick to it so I'm gonna stick to it and that kind of surprised everyone including myself but what did you learn from that because that's a big that's a big thing right there I think yeah um what did you learn from being able to do that um just that like if I put my mind to something that I can do it and it was interesting to like, I found interesting the ways I kind of just like came up with like substitutions. Like I now am addicted to 
um, bubbly water. <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone makes that transition. I'm there right now. For yeah. Example. Like I bought a soda stream and <laughs> like I, that's like my, my, uh, little crutch I, I use, like, cause you still like can have just like that. Cause I think part of it is just like, obviously the social aspect of it. Um, and like that, just, you know, the bubbles in your mouth, that little party in your mouth when you're having a beer. Um, if you can have that with like water and like either just straight water or flavored with um, like fruit juice of some sort, um, then why not? <laughs> like, yeah. And now like it's just a fun way to get my water in <laughs> yeah and the reason water. the reason I bring that up is I think it's a big thing that I notice in myself and continue to notice in myself when I um you know try to start new things or or continue to pursue through like my health journey it's like these stories we tell ourselves you don't realize how much you fulfill them out until you start to change some of those stories so for example you know saying oh I would never be able to not drink for a week at the cottage you know in PI yeah. if you continue to tell yourself that well then no you're not but then being yeah. able to actually go through that and realize that like oh you can do that well now it's it's like okay cool like if I come across something else that I you know I know I need to do in order to accomplish it uh, accomplish mm-hmm. my goals then you can you know you have that like mental edge to be able to said okay I can do this like I can oh for sure right so I think I think it's a those are like cool little moments that reflecting back on usually you don't usually notice them in the moment but reflecting back on I feel like they're like big big wins sometimes maybe not bigger but sometimes more more impactful than actually let's say the uh, a pound on the scale or or whatever oh yeah 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 and I guess the other big one was um I was having trouble with like my scheduling. Um, and so I have notoriously been known as not a morning person. Um, like at my old job, one of the girls and I would just kind of like head nod at each other in the morning. And she basically wouldn't really engage in conversation with me until about like, 9am or so she's like give you time to get your coffee and (laughs) whatever and like just wake up and then I don't even remember how exactly it happened but I was having a conversation with Isaac and it came up that I was like oh no like I don't I don't do mornings I don't like mornings and he just challenged me um to try a morning class for a week or the morning classes, I mean, for a week. And I was like, being a competitive person, I was like, oh, you challenged me, did you? Okay. (laughs) So uh, that would be probably when I started hanging out with you in the mornings and um, never looked back. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and it's so funny now because like everyone at the gym, like thinks I am this like, morning gym person I was like guys I was not and Anna and Jade remembered that I was more afternoons at first but uh but yeah it was all thanks to Isaac that I became a morning workout person and like you can attest I'm still a zombie I was just gonna say in the morning yeah but (laughs) I always say like yeah I roll into gym 
like an absolute zombie. But once I'm usually done the warm up, then I'm like, okay, I'm good to go now. <laughs> start to come, start to come to and, yeah. <laughs> and get into it. Yeah. But, but again, that's another example of like, you know, breaking down that kind of barrier of like overcoming those stories of those things we say, Oh, I'm not a morning person. I can't work out. And I think a lot of those things keep whole people back from um, having the results or taking that step to, to get towards their goals and yeah. kind of let those things um, prevent them from getting there. And, and it's good. Again, another good thing about going to a gym, like movement strength or being in a community is that you have people that can challenge you or push you um, or hold you accountable. But I think the biggest thing is once you, can prove to yourself that you can do something like that, like overcome Mm. something that you don't like to do um, and and stick to it and be consistent with it. It can be super powerful um, to allowing you to take on like other harder challenges or other things that will come up along the road um, that may may interfere your goals. Yeah. I think kind of stemming off of that, the, the two things for me about the morning, well, one, the accountability piece that you said with like movement, like, if you do miss a class or whatever, like your friends notice and then they call you out on it. <laughs> they're like, what, yeah. what the heck? Where were you? Like, why didn't you come to class? Um, but the other piece was I found that I was no more tired at the end of my day, getting up that hour and a bit earlier to do my workout. In fact, I felt more energized through the day having worked out in the morning And then it left me with my evenings to do other things. Whereas before, if I was like, oh, I have to go to the gym after work, like that was my evening was Mm -hmm. going to the gym and eating dinner. So like it almost gave me more time um, to start working out in the morning than than continuing with the uh, evening classes. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned earlier um, at the start of the podcast about how, exercise hadn't become like a habit in your life um Mm -hmm. yet and then I'm I'm assuming now that has changed and it is a big part of your life and a a habit that you now do consistently when did it start when did you start to notice that it was becoming a habit and were there certain things that that led you to you know help with that habit formation like you know maybe it is what we've talked about just just the last couple minutes here or maybe there's some other things that you've done to to make it like literally part of who you are now um yeah uh i'm not sure i think it's mostly um the the i enjoy how i feel after i've done a workout um, or like, like I said, like that, it gives me that energy, like through the day. Um, when did I notice it? I'm not even sure, to be honest. Um, probably. I honestly think that, a, that it was all around that same time. And I want to say it was like, October, November, something like it was late fall when I started doing the morning classes. And I think just that kind of realizing that that extra energy I was having um, that kind of carried me through my day and, you know, I reached the end of the workday and not feel like a bag of dirt. Um, 
I yeah. think it, I think it was like around then, but I, I'm not even sure. Like it's kind of speculation, but yeah, like, and even now, like I've gone through, I've definitely gone through like some of those ups and downs, like you were talking about earlier. Um, a pretty big, like valley I was in was just this past winter, I think with, you know, stress with the like pandemic and stuff and my schedule was all out of whack and, and whatnot. And I ended up doing, um, a big like deload, uh, in terms of my workload with, at the gym. Um, and, uh, just focused on like, okay, you know what, today I'm just going to do like some yoga or like whatever, and just like moving. But like, I, I backed off of the weights for a solid three weeks. And, um, it was kind of in that period where I realized like I hadn't been because my schedule had been messed up and I hadn't been working out at my regular times, I was back to doing evening workouts again. Um, and like, I just, I felt so thrown off. And then in January, I got back into my routine of doing morning workouts and it just all kind of started clicking back together. And so like, that's kind of when I really, really noticed it, like the difference it made of, um, you know, being in that routine and, and whatnot. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's important to note that because there's going to be like, we talked about it, ups and downs, but one thing that I always talk about is this idea of like, having your anchors and, and knowing what those are and always trying to come back to them in times of like, let's just say chaos. Right. Cause like, mm-hmm. that's when we start to see things slip and like, you know, I've been there and I've continued to be there and I probably will go back there at some point, you know, but I think the, the beauty of going through the process that you've gone through and like just committing to, again, it's cliche, but committing to the journey and learning about yourself as to like, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is what works good for me. This is the times that work well for me. This is when I'm at my best. It's like, okay, noting what those are. And those become like the anchor that you always fall back on when something like that pops up. And it's cool. It's cool to see like, and when you do fall off, it's frustrating, but it's cool to be able to see that, Hey, I can actually get back by going back to these basic things, which just gives you the confidence to know, like, you know, in the future, when this comes up, because it's going to happen, I know that I can get through it by implementing these, these strategies. So I think that's a, yeah. that's a cool thing to, to go through. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What is like the next kind of goals for you? Are do you have goals on the map? Are you have things you're working towards right now? What, uh, what are you pushing um, towards? Lately, we've just been doing a, a strength focus. Um, I don't have like a specific goal in mind. It was mostly just like, let's see how much we can jack up those numbers. Although for me, like I have this little sub goal right now of my deadlift. Um, I'm getting super close to it is I want to be able to pull 200. Nice. Um, and yeah, so like. I've been, I've been really focusing on, um, I had been really focused on like my deadlift and then we kind of took a little break from it 
and did like some squats and like some upper body work mostly because Dan said I had to do upper body work because I would choose legs all day every day (laughs) but he's like okay no we need to even this out so that was interesting it actually that ended up um really helping me um coincidentally uh when I at last minute decided to join the or do the open this year um and then that first workout was those wall walks (laughs) I was like oh good thing we were doing upper body (laughs) your coach always got has your back always has your back yeah and he's like oh wait you're doing the open we didn't plan for this I was like that's okay I just decided like last week (laughs) (laughs) but yeah just like as something to do um like with this whole pandemic and and whatever and it was just that fun kind of community there was a group of us that did it together and just that like push and it was more like it reminded me of like the class, how the classes used to be yeah. uh, pre pre COVID. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice but, to get the, that feeling back. But I think yeah. the, the one thing that makes me always so happy when I see people jump into something like the open and then, you know, even being able to know you and work with you over, over the, the years, right. Um, for you to, you know, feel confident and comfortable enough to be like on a whim, like, Hey, I'm going to just go do the open. Um, that's a cool thing. Like that, that that's cool that you feel confident enough and comfortable enough to like pursue something like that. Cause it isn't, it isn't easy and it can be uncomfortable and um, mm-hmm. you kind of putting yourself out there, right. To like do these tests of, of fitness. Not that it really matters what your score is, but it does, yeah. and it, you know, for, for yourself. Right. So yeah. I think it's always cool to see people like jump into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, so this was my second open and the first one was much the same, except it was a lot more peer pressure from um, Rosemary. Um, and uh, it was just, uh, who cares what your scores are? Like, because the first Open, it was in the fall of 2019. Um, like the 2020 Open was in, yeah, anyways. Um, so like I had only been, like I had started working out with movement in July and then I was doing the open in October and she was like she just kind of put it in this the kind of perspective of like just you know you're going we're going to do everything scaled and just we're doing it just to see and like it kind of just sets like a you know um what's the word I'm looking for what sets a mark um of like kind of where you are and then you know in future years you like do it again and you see like kind of how you progress through the movements because they're all similar movements every every year or variations upon a theme and uh so yeah I'd been like hemming and hawing about it this year and then again like Chris one of the guys from the gym posts like hey who wants to do the open and I was like yeah you know what let's just do it and like just for fun something to do and uh it also brings like that little bit of competitiveness back out in me but it's more I know just like a battle with myself of like can I push myself to you know get this this lift or or whatever um get this next pull up or or whatever and it was just yeah it was I just had I had I think I had a lot more fun with it this year than than last year not that last year like 
was not fun, but it was just, I, my mindset was very different for this year's, but I, I really enjoyed it. And like I said, it, I use it as kind of just a way to get that competitive outlet out there a little bit, um, yeah. just because I don't really have that in other areas of life right now, but I do, it's something I enjoy. So yeah. Gives you that like sport kind of feeling again, which, a little is, bit, yeah. which is why yeah. I always, always liked doing it as well. Um, before we transition to a couple of like fun little rapid fire questions I have for you. Um, I kind of want to wrap up on, you know, maybe if you could offer a piece of advice or a thought, or maybe even just something from your experience um, to someone who's kind of like on the fence of making that jump or that transition, or they're a little fearful of, you know, taking on like a health journey, like what would be like some thoughts or advice that you'd have for that individual? Or even if you're thinking back to yourself about to go do that. Um, so one would be that comment that my friend made to me of, you know, it, it sometimes just pick as simple as picking a program and, and sticking with it. It doesn't even matter exactly what it is, but just, um, allowing yourself to try something and, you know, start with something like a, a short-term goal, like, like what I did, where it was just a, we're going to do this for six weeks. We're going to see what happens. And it was three times a week for six weeks. And, and, and then you get hooked, but, <laughs> um, and then from a, from a health standpoint, I feel like also don't underestimate nutrition. Uh, mm. it's more than just, um, it's more than just, it's way more than just the weights you're pushing in the gym. I think that was a big thing um, at movement is that they do have that nutrition piece uh, along with their, their in-gym programming and the accountability is helping you with that nutrition. And that was actually pretty um, eye-opening for me. Not that it was a lot of what I hadn't heard before. It was just putting it into practice and, and the realization of what a difference portion sizes made. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That's something that I still have to check myself on every yeah. now and then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and if you can like find it, find a coach or, or a community where you can get that accountability piece, um, that is a big factor. That was a big factor for me as well, whether it was the accountability from my friends or the accountability from, um, like from my friends for like showing up to classes or the accountability from my coach, you know, and like what I was eating or like how my nutrition was going in combination to how things were going in the gym. Like just the whole package was, um, pretty meaningful. So, um, if you can find a program with, uh, a coach that kind of can help bring you through, um, I would say do it. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I'm on board with that. Um, okay. A couple fun questions for you. Do you like the salt bike or the rower better? Which one? Oh God. Um, a rower, okay. although a salt bike has been growing on me. See, I, I'm an, I'm a salt bike guy. I could, yeah. I could see, see like knowing your personality. It's like, I could see you liking the assault bike, probably similar to the reasons why I do, because it's like, <laughs> you know, you can just go really hard and suffer. And I feel like, you know, you kind of like to suffer a little bit, even though you know <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think at first it, it intimidated me because 
I had never used one before movement and getting on it. I was like, what is this monstrosity? And like, why does it make me feel like absolute trash? (laughs) (laughs) It's fair, but I've, uh, I'm growing. It's growing on me. That's good to hear. (laughs) Um, do you like barbells or dumbbells better? Uh, barbell. What barbell movement then would be your favorite? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And back squat, (laughs) but deadlifts are my favorite by far. um okay least favorite like movement or exercise or let's say like style of workout like one of those um cardio (laughs) just just any condition (laughs) no um yeah I am I will do I yeah conditioning needs to be programmed into my stuff because I will not choose to go do it on my own um well, you have a coach, right? Come back to that yeah, coach piece. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, that's probably my, that and um, devil's press. <laughs> oh, yes. That is a terrible movement. That is a terrible movement. And I think a lot of people underestimated how terrible wall walks were um, until, <laughs> until they got programmed yeah. in the open because they're, yeah. they're also not fun at all. Yeah. Yeah. At first, actually, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that won't be that bad. And then I was yeah. rudely awakened. <laughs> um, okay. So like, let's go favorite dessert or, um, or treat, whatever we, we want to go, go with. Okay. Um, I would say, oh, that's so hard. I, uh, ice cream or key lime pie. Ooh, what kind of ice cream peanut butter flavored like peanut butter like chunk like um not like just straight peanut butter flavored but like with chunks of peanut butter sure uh a vanilla base with like chocolate um either chocolate swirl through it or like chocolate chips or whatever um you could throw some cookie dough in there is there like a specific I think there's brand one called um so actually the the president there's one by president's choice and it's i don't even i think it's called like loads of i don't even know what it's called but it's like a chocolate vanilla swirl and it has like literal peanut butter like swirled through it and then like chocolate chip type Mm. stuff in it and it's unreal (laughs) and there's also one by shaw's ice cream it's called grandma's cupboard or something that one's really oh okay yeah and And that's what Oh, key lime pie. pie is top notch as well that's my brother's oh, favorite yeah. um okay let's let's transition to like like a let's call it like a healthy treat like let's say you're doing you're really dialing in on your on your your nutrition and you're not eating yeah. the, the the ice cream, not and, eating the, ice cream. and the key lime <laughs> pie like but you want that like yeah. nice that nice little treat like what's your kind of go-to healthy treat uh I do have a, um, it's almost like a sorbet kind of that I make where I like roast grapes in like the oven and then blend them with coconut milk and then put in a freezer and it makes like a kind of like a sorbet and you don't, I need to like the recipe I think says to add sugar, but like you absolutely do not need to because like the grapes are plenty sweet enough. Mm. Um, and like, I also use the unsweetened coconut milk and like, so it's, 
it's pretty sinfully good, but it also is literally just coconut milk and grapes. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to and, try that. I love grapes. Yeah, and, it's super good. Yeah. And um, what else? honestly, just like veggies and hummus. <laughs> hey, those are good. They're so simple, my, but it's uh, so good. My go-to, well, it hasn't, I wouldn't say lately, but one of my go-tos would be like protein kind of sludge where you just like mix protein with like just, oh, en- yeah. just enough just coconut enough milk. water to make it like a pudding. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll add some berries in it. Um, yeah. That'd be good. It's yeah. usually like kind of my, my go-to. Or you can even do like kind of the same with, um, if you make that, but then mix it with like Greek yogurt and again, throw it in the freezer and kind yeah. of turns into like a, yeah. a frozen yogurt. Yeah. Um, okay. My last one for you, I'm a big reader and I'm just wondering what is like maybe one of the most influential books maybe you've read in like the last year. I have not read in the last year. Okay. That's fair. fair. (laughs) COVID is kicking my butt, but I also, I'm not actually a huge reader. Um, hate to admit it. I would like to be a better, like a a bigger reader. I tend to not read unless I'm like at the cottage sitting on the dock or whatever. Um, and it's more just like nonfiction type okay. stuff. Um, a book I always go back to is the Harry Potter series. <laughs> um, but, uh, and that's a good, like, that's a good answer. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I personally haven't made it through all of the Harry Potter books, Ooh. which people get on me about that all the time. Gee. I know. I know. So <laughs> maybe I'll have to make that one of my goals is to read a, a little more of the Harry Potter series. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's just, it's now for me, like it's so just nostalgic and I just like love it, but I could, yeah, I could read that series like any day, anytime. Um, I do have, I've, and I've heard really good things about it. I have the game of Thrones series mm. and I have not been able to get into it, but Maybe that will be this year's cottage adventure. <laughs> there, you there you go. Um, awesome. All right. Well, that's all I got for you. I appreciate you taking the time, cool. coming on, sharing sharing the story, talking about the good old times when I was coaching you back at Movement Strength. Seems like forever <laughs> ago, but I. Uh, it's been fun it to does. see to see the success that you've had. It's yeah. um, it's great, Thank and I you. think you know it's a tough thing, and a lot of people can have a hard time like you know, getting through that and like figuring it out. So props to you, like continuing to push through that and, and continue to work through your goals. It's, it's been fun to see that. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for being a big part of it. (laughs) And uh, I even appreciate you mocking me at six in the morning as I walk in hood up. (laughs) It's all, it's all fun. It's all fun. Yeah.